It's time, Fort Wayne. Your sports, your station. It's the Sports, sports Rush, Rush with Brad Ruff. Covering all the topics that hit a nerve here in the Summit City. Only on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Now here's your host, Brett Rump. The Ah, yes, that magic word that everyone loves to hear. It's Friday, and we're going to take you home here on the Sports Rush. Your daily sports fix from 4 to 6 right here on 1380 The Fan 100.9 FM. I am the coach, Shannon Griffith, alongside me in the producer's chair, Adam Lundy. Subbing once again for Mr. Brett Rump, who is on the road with the Mastodons as they take on the Jaguars of IUPUI tomorrow. Uh, right here on 1380 The Fan with a noon tip-off. Big game for them as well, but this is a busy, busy sports weekend, and we've got some jam-packed two hours here, so sit back, relax, and enjoy as we enjoy this nice, beautiful weather that I ordered up today, 65 on the car dash temperature gauge. No longer am I bringing in blizzards, freezing rains, and (laughs) hailstorms, and whatever, but they had a tornado last night up in Wisconsin. Man. That is crazy enough right there that yeah. in the middle of February, or not even the middle of February, that they have a tornado in Wisconsin. Minor damage, nothing big. But the story the the story of that all is that they actually had a tornado. And my daughter moved to Chicago yeah. the last couple of days, Ashley. Well, congrats. New big job up in the big town. So she's living... In the downtown area, somewhere on Roscoe Street, which is close to Wrigley Field, I guess. So awesome! I, uh, um, I used to live there myself, so thirst- I have a little experience up yeah, there. Well, then you're going to have to tell me what to what to do when I go up there, because yeah. if there's somebody that has no patience for traffic and people, <laughs> you're looking at it. But she was talking about the thunderstorms that they're having. I thought right. she was lying, and then no. I actually heard thunderstorm or thunder last night. Out at my house. It was crazy. Yeah, and I think in addition to Wisconsin, there were also a couple uh, twisters and tornadoes reported in uh, rural Illinois yesterday as yeah. well. So Here we definitely go. some strange weather. Stay tuned. Blizzard <laughs> blizzard tomorrow. No, I'm, I'm joking. <laughs> but uh, like I said, busy weekend, Super Bowl weekend. Everybody's fired up for that. You've got the ladies uh, basketball regionals happening. you got, uh, you know, Homestead in it, taking on McCutcheon. Uh, big game tomorrow, 22 and four, taking on 21 and four at 1 p.m. As well, it, I believe Lures is playing uh, Lafayette Central Catholic, and yeah. that's the Westdale Regional, a 4 p.m. tip. And then Snyder versus Nor- uh, Noblesville, which is a part of the Homestead and McCutcheon Regional, that game tips at four o'clock. So, good luck to the ladies representing uh, the Summit City in their regional matchups. 
as well as boys basketball tonight. You've got Snyder at Bishop Lures. Yeah. And that's the game that we are covering right here on 1380 The Fan. 7.30 tip with uh, that one. And yeah. who, who we got on the call on that one? We actually Ruffy. have uh, John Nolan on the call of that tonight. Johnny doing a little bit of high school basketball. And, you yeah. know, he does the television version of the Mastodon broadcast on, I guess you would call it ESPN3 or ESPN Plus or mm-hmm. however mm-hmm. you want to refer it to nowadays. Um so he's got that game tonight. Uh, that will be a big one. And then I imagine the post-game Pizza Hut there in uh, Southgate. Yeah. Southgate, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. right? Just a hop, skip, and a great jump little, over. Great little Pizza Hut. Absolutely. We love it there, and we invite anybody who's uh, Absolutely. You know, come at out. the Lures game or in any of the games here on the south side, or even if you're on the north side, come down, say hello. We'll be there oh, about 9.15 to up until 10.30 when we hand it over to Bob Lovell. That's awesome. Yeah, and, you know, look, we got the number one coverage when it comes to Summit Athletic Conference uh, basketball right here on 1380. The fan, like uh, Adam just said, John Nolan making uh, doing the call tonight, Snyder at Lures. Of course, Wayne has pretty has a commanding lead right now, 7-0 in the league, and sectional draw comes up on the 18th. I mean... This this type of weather, all of a sudden you start thinking sectionals in some respects, um, waiting for the next big blizzard that usually happens and occurs during the men's tourney. But sectional draw on the 18th. So it, we're moving right along. I mean, before long enough, we'll be talking about the football season. Oh, man. Don't, <laughs> don't get me started. You know I'm doing the gear hauling for that, That's right. my man. That's right. But you said it. You know, Wayne does have that dominant lead at 7-0 and in the Summit Con- Summit Athletic Conference. But right behind them, you know, with two losses are Homestead and Bishop Lures, who will yeah. be seeing tonight. And then right behind them is the Snyder Panthers at 5-3 and in the SAC. So Bishop Lures will definitely be looking to avoid that third loss tonight, just mm-hmm. if they want to have any chance at all. But uh, well, yeah, it's Wayne definitely dominant. Probably playing for second. Yeah, pretty much a logjam there when you think about it in terms of lining up the the teams there and the you know again uh, the competitive balance that has come about in the Summit Athletic Conference. Whether you're talking basketball, football, whatever, it it really you got a lot of teams now that are very competitive. And you can get some of these log jams when you start talking about second team, third team, you know, all the way down. So big one tonight. Johnny Nolan have the call. That'll be a great game. Then, of course, we've got the big one, the Super Bowl, that we're going to chat a little bit more later. Fortinanders versus the Chiefs. Drew Tranquil. Yeah. Representing the Fort. I don't know if you got to see, see the uh, interview that was done uh, with Carol and him. Uh, they kind of had a neat little setup where they got to ask questions of Drew and his journey and such. And, you know, he's a great player. He play, you know, when he played here, he was about the I think he was the same year as my son. So they all played against each other. And, you know, I got a chance to watch Drew play quite a bit over his high school career. You know, top-notch player, played with passion, all the things you look for. 
got you know got to Notre Dame late on a scholarship because he was all but committed to Purdue at the time. Right. And then he's made a name for himself in the NFL where he ended up with the Chiefs this year, and he's starting. You know, mm-hmm. here's a guy that's starting. And the other thing is he's a top-notch kid off the field. That's the thing that's really impressive if you ever listen to Drew talk about his walk and his journey uh, and, you, you know, the spiritual journey that he has on top of being an NFL football player and now a father. So uh, crazy. Crazy. He's a very smart guy. He's also very good at chess. Did you know that? I did not know that. Yeah, he actually won a chess uh, Blitz Champs tournament in 2023. It was a whole uh, athletic uh, bunch of athletes, you know, playing chess for tournament for charity stuff like that, and he won. Yeah, so smart guy. Well, and you you know, he like I said, he's done well. We'll talk a little bit more about that as we we get into today's show. You know, the other thing that happened this week is kind of the second half of signing day for college college athletes the february 7th which used to be the total national holiday but now that day is pretty much dominated by the division two three naia type of players that are going off to further their educational and athletic careers but a big congratulations to all those that had the opportunity to sign on the 7th uh, it's great to see and the kids getting an opportunity to continue on what they would love to do. And there's opportunities out there no matter what level you're, you're at because that's what uh, competition is. And if you have a heart for competition and you get somewhere to, that will allow you to do that and in some cases help pay for it, uh, congratulations to those kids, moms and dads, especially because I know now they can kind of put that to rest, and those kids can now go be go back to being senior, uh, enjoying their senior years as that is fastly drawing to a, <laughs> a close because they'll be talking about prom oh, as they man. get ready to go up, and then of course baseball's around the corner. Oh. I think uh, I thought I saw somewhere a pitchers and catchers report here in the next week or two. Oh yeah, it's coming up real close for MLB. We were talking to Greg Rakestraw on the show yesterday, and he was mentioning that some of the NAIA schools down closer to the center of the state are getting underway like this weekend on some turf fields down there. Oh, absolutely. I mean, they, it's now got to the point where uh, baseball, uh, like Greg referenced there, if they can start early because of these turf fields, uh, it makes a difference because now they get out there. If it's cold, it's cold. You get weekends like this where it's 60 degrees. You get out and pull out the bats and gloves and, and <laughs> let's rock and roll because yeah. there's a lot of those places blossoming up these sports complexes that are a dual baseball softball type of endeavor and like you referenced this you know now that you've got this field turf set up uh kids are able to get out and get after it a lot sooner and as everyone will tell you or i will tell you repetition is key the more reps you get the better opportunities you get to grow as an athlete no matter what sport it is and having those opportunities to do what those kids get to do, especially baseball and softball now, hey, get out there and get her done, as as uh, we like to say. But looking for a great show here. First hour coming up, we're going to have uh, Scott Pierre come on, name familiar, golf. We're watching a little bit of the Waste Management Open with the crazy 16th green where it's a oh, know, yeah. arena. Yeah. I mean, it's an arena.
And the, you get kind of a delayed um, couple rounds here because of the weather. Well, out there. yeah, they're finishing up the first round this morning. They got second round kicked off, but the 16th hole is in fine fashion this afternoon. As Good. I took a peek at it, pack stands. If you miss the green, you're gonna get booed. <laughs> I mean, it's a great environment to see that one thing. But we'll have Scott on talk a little bit about that and some of the adventures that he's got going on here in the Summit City. Talk a little bit about the Comets and their road trip, as well as the Super Bowl, all here in the first hour. And then, of course, in that second hour, we'll talk a little bit IU-Purdue as the big matchup Saturday yeah. uh, in, in West Lafayette, as well as the Pacers as they ventured into the trading world of the NBA, which the deadline was yesterday. But before we get all this started, let's get over to Mr. Adam Lundy and his sports headlines. All right, thanks, Shannon. The biggest news today, UCLA football's head coach Chip Kelly is leaving UCLA and heading to the Buckeye State to become the next offensive coordinator at Ohio State under Ryan Day. UCLA UCLA announced that Kelly is departing the program and that a national search for a new head coach has begun. Ohio State will have to pay a $1.5 million buyout for Kelly. Kelly went 35-34 and during six seasons at UCLA, concluding his tenure with three consecutive winning campaigns. And Boston College is hiring the coach that Chip Kelly is replacing. Bill O'Brien will be Boston College's next football head coach. O'Brien, who took the Ohio State offensive coordinator job last month, interviewed in person in Massachusetts yesterday, the final step in Boston College's process. O'Brien is the former head coach of Penn State and the Houston Texans, and he is best known around the Boston area for his stints with the New England Patriots. Two-time American League Cy Young Award winner Corey Kluber announced his retirement on social media this morning, ending a 13-year career. Kluber, 37, finishes his time in the MLB with a 116-77 record and a 3.4 ERA in a 271 career game appearing in all of 11 but those as a starter. And last night, Baltimore Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson won the AP's NFL MVP award for a second time last night. At 27, Jackson is the youngest two-time MVP since the merger, beating out Patrick Mahomes by just over nine months. Jackson was the landslide winner, receiving 49 of the 50 first-place votes to fall one shy of another unanimous selection. And those are your top stories for today, Shannon. Crazy about Chip Kelly leaving a head coaching position at UCLA, which is joining the Big Ten next year, to go be an offensive coordinator. Now, was that because he has a a love and passion for Ohio State, or was it because he wanted out of Pasadena and UCLA? I think the latter there, because I'd find it always a little bit crazy to think that a head coach would give that up to go be the OC at Ohio State, but... We should show what happened right uh, as we go along here this afternoon. We're going to jump out here, take a break, and when we come back, we'll have Scott Pierre joining us to talk a little golf right here on the Sports Rush on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. Welcome back to a Friday edition of the Sports Rush heading into the weekend. Super Bowl weekend. We got basketball galore. We've got everything you can think of. When it comes to big games happening this weekend, regionals, Super Bowl. But, you know, it's 67 degrees outside here. The last time I checked my temperature gauge, and it's time to talk a little bit of golf. The PGA is well in the full swing, as well as the Live Tour. We got our own expert right here in the Summit City who just 
started a very new venture that we're going to talk about here. And this gentleman I've known since I was probably 12 years old. He had a mean curveball back in the day. We grew up together, went to high school together, graduated together, ball state together. Good friend of mine, Mr. Scott Pieri. Scotty, how you doing, my man? Griff, my <laughs> man, what's happening? Hey, don't forget to add, we were the starting back court at Jefferson Middle School in eighth grade. Too. That's right. The Let's not forget that. That's the dynamic duo right there, <laughs> baby. We had some oh, fun back in the day. We had a great class in, in, in our days at Jefferson Middle School as well as Northrop High School. And then, of course, we both entered down to Ball State, you on the golf scholarship. I actually got to caddy for Scott back during the Three Rivers Golf Classic for oh the juniors, Shof Park. <laughs> he won, but he fired me. Never, <laughs> never picked up the bag again for him. Hey, buddy, good to hear. Good to hear from you here, and wanted to get you on because I've, you know, watched this new venture you've got going out there at the Mitchell Sports Bar and Entertainment right. Center. Give me a quick refresher here on kind of what you're doing, and then we can get into some of the particulars of what you're trying yeah. to accomplish, and so forth and so on. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen. Thanks for having me on. It's great to hear your voice, man. I'm thrilled to thrilled to connect with you for sure um yeah so so really this all really kind of came about because of another another northrop guy another person who was close to our class i think he was a year behind us which is todd smith mm-hmm. Todd's an entrepreneur in town and done a lot of things he owns the jefferson crossing mall he had put together um an, an unbelievable golf suite in 2021 in the midst of me playing and so he was calling me and asking me to come down and look at it and possibly teach and do stuff but i was in the midst of playing so I hate to say I blew him off because that's really not true, but um, I was just focused on playing. And so when um, I decided to stop playing after the 22 season, um, after Holly was sick, and I just had spent a lot of time away from the Champions Tour, and I was like, you know what, I think I'm just going to stay home. Um, and he found out I was teaching again. We got together on on making that sort of the home for Scott Pierre Golf, which, which is a place for me to teach, a place for me to do stuff over the winter, help him grow his leagues and be the face for – for that venture, the the golf suite at Mitchell's is what we called it. But he ended up getting a space behind the the wall that we're hitting into, and we put in a second suite. And he built me a teaching suite. I call it the golf lab. It's my golf lab. Mm-hmm. I've got pressure. I've got pressure plates. I've got video capture. I've got everything a teacher could want. I mean, you can't have a better room than I have. And Todd is um, Smitty is is the guy who really helped create that. And we've um, you know partnered in this. We've got a beautiful article that's being written by the journal gazette coming out tomorrow morning about this and that'll be fun when that comes out and it's fun to talk to you guys about it it's um just a dream come true for me to really have a spot like this that i can call the home of scott Perry golf and I'm, I'm really thrilled about it yeah i you know i've seen some things that you've done on facebook with it and everything and yeah. the one thing that i saw that you know one i know you have a passion for teaching because you love the sport I mean, that's that's number one. But the tools that are available for people to be taught nowadays, as opposed to 10, 15 years ago, you've got, I mean, a top tier video breakdown system. Talk a little bit about that and how that aids in teaching and, uh, you know, guys that come in and say, hey, I'm doing this or I'm doing that. And you can get them on video because sometimes seeing it 
is vitally important as opposed to hear you talking about it. Yeah, exactly. Well, listen, when you're teaching somebody, um, you know, I always talk about feeling real. You know, what what are you feeling and then what's really going on, right? Mm-hmm. So we're trying to get people to get to real. I want people to have the truth. And the way to get to the truth is to measure. And so we measure now. We measure, you know, the way we force the ground, the way we use our feet to the the, the video shows us um, how in relation to swing plane, how close are we to plane and how square is the club face. And I've got a built-in launch monitor into the system as well. It gives us ball data and club data. And so you're just... You're trying to get to the truth of what's going on. And then hopefully as a teacher, you can relate the truth. That what do we do to kind of feel that and work towards getting more towards the truth? So that's really all it is. I'm really not, I'm, to be honest with you, Griff, I, I'm more as an individual working on this stuff. I'm more natural than I've been ever in my life, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. It, it's not that I want people to get mechanical. I'm not trying to make people robots. Right. It's trying to use technology to measure what needs to improve so we know the right things to work on. And then from there, just teach and, and, and teach people how to feel that. That's, that's, that's the real art to it. Yeah, and, and the other thing is this. This is, this is for all ages, boys and girls, that maybe have the same passion that you had when you were 12, 13 years old. And, you know, they can come to you and get actual teaching from a former touring a uh, golf playing person that has all the tools right at his dis- disposal to help teach. Yeah, you know, one of the things um, you you heard a lot growing us growing up, um, maybe not as much anymore, but but maybe a, to a, a little bit is that you know guys who teach well are maybe the best players, or guys who play the best don't normally communicate the best. You know, mm-hmm. I've always tried to pride myself on being somebody who is a really nice player who can also teach the game nicely, right, to combine all that. So really the coaching is really, and you went through this when you were coaching, you know, is the technique and then and then coaching people how to use that technique, right? How do I take it from here and get it on the golf course and make that turn into low scores? That that That's all we really try to do. So right. I've got some wonderful young players, and a female and male, and, uh, you know, we got seasons coming up for the high school boys, and before you know it, we'll be in August and starting with the girls and so uh, to, to be able to work with Northrop's golf team and a lot of the Snyder kids and just, you know, um, it, it's just been a lot of fun. And, uh, I, I just can't, uh, I just can't tell you how excited I get when we get, you know, kids getting excited about getting better. That, that really excites me. Well, let me, you know, my, my golf philosophy is grip it and rip it. And I'm, <laughs> I'm a power, I'm a power fader, der, meaning a little more right than center middle, you know, yeah. type of deal. But, Truth be told, we'll leave that for another day, another time, because there's just too many things there to correct. But now, talk now. I know that you're having some leagues and things of that magnitude, too, because you want this to be an all-encompassing, fun environment, not just from the technical stuff, but to come out with the buddies and you get get some food from the sports bar and drinks and stuff. Talk a little bit about what you got planned with that. Sure, so... Listen, the the golf suites are really more multi-sport suites, to be honest with you, at Mitchell's. We've got a uh, an indoor um, uh, a simulator from a company called About Golf, and it's a designated indoor facility. So, so I'll just give examples. So TrackMan, everybody knows that terminology. TrackMan is a radar-based launch monitor, which is a really great tool to have, okay? It's very 
uh, versatile. You can take it indoor, outdoor. You can move it all around. The only problem with that, if there is one, is that calibrating it and getting accurate numbers on an indoor in an indoor environment is sometimes a little challenging. We are set in place all the time. We're a camera-based, LED light-based program that is just absolutely designated indoor, and it also has a multi-sports package, too, so young kids can come in there when I give lessons. Like, I gave a lesson to a six-year-old last weekend who I met last year at Show Park. We did 20 minutes of golf, and we did 10 minutes of kicking the soccer ball against the goalie virtually on the screen, (laughs) so we got soccer, football, baseball, uh, cornhole, putt-putt. I mean, there's all kinds of things involved in in our system. So it isn't just about golf. So if families want to come out, rent the place for an hour, um, and play a bunch of different stuff, they can do that. The other thing that's nice is there's full-time servers designated to the suites where some of the facilities around town don't have, you know, uh, liquor licenses or they don't have um, food, you know, to offer. We've got a full bar. We've got a full menu. So you've got a designated server. So it's, it's an experience when you come and spend time at Mitchell's. Um, it's just it's just a little bit of a different level of service, and I know that's what Todd prides himself on, and I think we've done it. Now, are you now? Well, I thought somewhere I read, and I may be wrong, but you were doing some things with possible leagues and stuff like that. Have that? Oh, have, have you got yeah, that right. off the ground, or is that something that you're going to start implementing yeah. as you grow? Yeah, I'm so sorry. I, I didn't. So we, we we had a fall league. We called the fall preview, and now we have a winter spectacular. So. Um, we're, we're in week, we're, we're in week three of the winter league. So it's a little tough for people to jump in now, although if somebody wanted to, they could certainly reach out and we could let them catch up to where we're at, which is fine. But yeah, so we're, that, that, that's a big part of this is, is utilizing the, the suites to maximize the amount of people we can turn on to it, um, turn on to, you know, my teaching, um, business to turn them on to thinking about coming down and having parties and birthday parties and get-togethers and, you know, really getting to know the Jefferson Crossing Mall. Todd is, is doing some other things. We're bringing duck, duck pin bowling in. Um, <laughs> we're uh, putting in a brand-new pool hall. I mean, it is going to be a, a family entertainment facility uh, like nothing else on the southwest side of Fort Wayne, and um, I think what's coming down the road is pretty exciting. That is pretty exciting, and I, I know now. You know there's, what are some of the courses that somebody could play? Uh, you yeah. know, because I know that these simulators, they can play, you know, Pinehurst, number two, and they could play right. Pebble Beach, all these. You got it. So, yep. So uh, every 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 simulator, whether it's TrackMan or it's Full Swing or it's about golf, you know, they, they have their licensing with people. We've got um, a, a number of tour venues and Ryder Cup venues. Um, we've got um, Pebble Beach. We've got. Uh, Pine Needles, we've got uh, Hazeltine, we've got Marco Simone in Italy where they just played the Ryder Cup. <laughs> wow. we've, got, we've got a number of, there, there's a, a relationship with this company in a, in the Asian market. So I've got about 30 Asian golf courses from Japan and South Korea that are just off the charts, beautiful necklace designs, um, different big time courses around the world that uh, all the St. Andrews golf courses, all five of them. Wow. So we're, we've got, a, it's, we've got simulated course. We've got a virtual courses too, that are sort of these fun abstract mm-hmm. kind of wild venues that you can play some crazy holes. It's just a neat, neat system. And, and the fact that you're in a private suite, you don't have people you know walking around and bothering you. And, yeah. You know, there's other people 
playing within feet of you. I mean, it's, it's a little claustrophobic. These are really beautiful rooms that you can come in and rent for just really about what you're paying everywhere else. And uh, anyways, we just encourage people to come down and check us out. And, um, you know, there's plenty of room in the suite to bring friends and family. And there's, there's um, lounge areas with couches and bars. You can have dinner right there. It's, it's just a really neat environment. Yeah. We'll have to, uh, I'd love That's for you to come down sometime. Well, you may have to up your insurance with me because I may, <laughs> may, may be hitting some things the wrong way. But here's what I would wrap this up with, Scotty. Yeah. This is the one thing outside of just the coaching aspect that you can do, get the professional experience in teaching and stuff. This sounds like a great opportunity, be it, you know, a male or female wanting to do a birthday outing for their husband or wife and okay. and get everybody together, go have a great time. And then if you have young ones, the same thing. They can get out there and you can add other sports there as well. Absolutely. And they can rent all this out. So if we're going to get people out there to do those things, tell me where they need to go to do that, Scott. Right. So um, if, if, if we're down in Times Corners, so it's a 6179 West Jefferson Boulevard. It's the Jefferson Crossing Mall. Um, it's right. It's attached um, right next to Mitchell's Sports Bar and Grill, and then the Bullseye Saloon is there as well. So um, we're really easy to find. If you look up Mitchell Sports, you're going to find us. We're, we're we're just right next to them. So uh, I would just recommend anybody, you know, stop out there sometime, check out what's going on. There's a full arcade arcade in there too. Your kids can can play and have fun. It's a family family venue. I think it's one of the brilliant things that Todd Smith did was he didn't make this some adult playground. He made this a family playground. And so you can even, Griff, believe it or not, like when the Y store, when Schaefer comes to town, when the Y store is playing, there's a family room right next to the stage. There are kids, when I when, when he came <laughs> in December, there were middle school kids at tables listening to the Y store and hanging out and dancing and stuff. So it's a, it's a family venue. I, I just encourage all families to go check the place out and see what we have to offer. It's it's just a it's just a wonderful spot. Yeah, the online that I saw was mitchellfortwayne.com. dot com. Uh, Mitchell's, I'm sorry, Mitchell's dot com. So yep. those that want to look it up online to get a kind of a visual representation of what we're talking here tonight uh, with Scott. Uh, please do that or get out there and stop in and see Scott Pieri, who runs all these things with uh, Tom Smith out there uh, at Mitchell's. Scott, I appreciate you coming on today, my man. Good talking to you, and best of luck with this venture. I appreciate it, buddy. I hope our paths will cross soon. All right, man. Scott Pieri, professional golfer extraordinaire talking a little bit about the golf suites at Mitchell's Sports Bar right here in Fort Wayne, Indiana on Jefferson. We'll get back to that and some other things as we look towards the Comets and the Super Bowl after we come back from this break right here on the Sports Rush on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. Welcome back to the Sports Rush. Your Friday edition as I take a big, deep breath here. <laughs> great talking to Scott Pieri and everything that he's doing out there at Mitchell's. And he's a great human being on top of a very well-versed in the game of golf. You'll learn a lot from Scott as well as have a great time. On top of this right now, we talked about it earlier, uh, we got Super Bowl. But before we get to that, you know, we let's talk some common hockey 
can't go without that, as you know, Adam, and my uh, fandom, I guess you could say. Oh, yeah. Um, Big fandom. Big fandom. Got to see Diamond Hands do his thing. Oh, were you at the game live? Yeah, he destroyed. Oh, man. Red a cop. Ten seconds into the game, uh, man. Yeah, he was everything that he said he was going to do, he did. Now, doing it the right way, staying within the framework of the game, perfect. Played a little bit last night, not too much, as they didn't really need a, a uh, enforcer last night. But, um, you know, the Comets went out, uh, played Wednesday night, and then last night, of course, got the big win last night in overtime. Uh, Connor Cochran tightening it up late. Linden getting the goal in OT, 4-3 uh, win last night, I believe. And then, But the game in Kansas City, they played so well for – Except three minutes in that game. Right. And a team like Kansas City Mavericks is similar to Toledo. You give them an inch, they take it a mile, they bury three goals, and next thing you know, the Comets are down 3-2 after having a two-goal lead. Um, You know, it was a stretch about, I can't remember, a couple power plays in there. The first goal they got, it was, I thought, was a weak goal that Fanny gave up because it was off the boards and kind of got thrown to the net and got in. Maybe it got screened. But, you know, it's I don't know what it is, but it's the same thing from these guys, it appears, like every night. They're, they're so close from just putting it all together and taking off and putting strings of wins together. But when you look at some of their statistics right now, I didn't realize this. Sean Sadlowski... He's played in 38 games. He's got 19 points. Nobody was going to expect him, you know, to light the world on fire as it pertains to his, his goal scoring and stuff. But right now, him and Jake Chason lead the team in minus category at a minus 10, oh. which I find very surprising. And you look at a player like Dugan and uh, Wedman, uh, both up there in scoring. I mean, Dugan has 51 points, but he's only a plus four. I mean, you know, these are the guys you would see like maybe a plus 18, 19 because they're putting the pucks in the net. But, you know, it's just been an inconsistent here and there with a lot of things with them. I think their goaltending has been rather solid. I mean, you can't really sit here and say that uh, Bouchard and uh, – I'm sorry, Brochu and – Parks haven't been pretty darn good. Now, Fandy just came back. Right. But they're all under 3.0 uh, uh, and under on their goals against, which really is saying a lot. And they've kept them in some games. I mean, there's some games where it should have been really bad, and they've kept them in games. And you do a lot with, uh, you know, covering these games right here for – uh, whoa, whoa, and such, producing them. Kind of, you know, you get a chance to listen to Shane Alberani's oh, call yeah. more than anything uh, and probably sat a chance to watch a few games here and there. I mean, what are your, some of your thoughts on the Ks this year? I know they're young, but... Sure. Um, a lot of it I've noticed has been uh, slow starts, and then they've mm-hmm. had to kind of work their way back into games, and, and they haven't been able to kind of get all the way back over the hump. There's a a stat that I heard Shane say last night where going into the third period um, with the lead, they're like 
seventeen and one or something yeah, like right. that, and going into the third down, then it's just not yeah, a good record. It's the opposite, yeah. So it's just not a team that's designed to come back um, and win games, kind of like we saw Kansas City do on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So it's just really a team that needs to come out and get a good start, and then not let that start get away from them by when the other team. You know, if they do, you know, if it does suddenly become a, a 2-1 Comets lead, they, we don't want to see the Comets kind of get on their heels. Right. They got to keep the, you know, the the gas pedal down, which I, yeah. sometimes uh, they have a tendency to maybe lay off a little bit and not they stop skating and not moving their feet and carrying the puck in into the, you know, the ozone and such. Sure. Right now in the Western Division, uh, in the Central, mm-hmm. The Wheeling Nailers have come out of nowhere and are in sole possession of second place with 54 points. They went on like a nine-game, ten-game win streak uh, there with Wheeling. And the Comets are two points back in third. But the differential between Wheeling and Iowa, which is the last place team in the league, is 11 points. So this division is rather uh, really good or mediocre. You know, mediocre. And mm-hmm. I have a tendency to believe it's more of the latter because a lot of these teams, uh, when you look at their wins lost, um, you know, they're not too far above the 500 mark. Comets are at 24 and 19 right now, Wheeling 26 and 16. Toledo, the Walleye at 60 points. Now, they've came back to the pack a little bit here. A little bit. And that's made it very interesting as we head into this latter part of the year. And again, with the with the comments, this is a stat that I just don't get, and and I, and I this is a problem. Rather, regardless of whether it's this year's team, last year's team, their home record right now is ten, ten, one, and two, and their road record is actually their best, fourteen, nine, nine, and one. Now, you would think a team like Fort Wayne that has a a building that, in some respects, is you know the jungle and all the all the history there would be better than 500 in their own barn, but they're not. And that's the one thing that I've seen over the last couple of years. The answer to that question, I'm not sure I have or anyone has at this point, but I got the only thing I can think of is the teams that come in here, knowing the history and the fact that they're going to play in front of a hostile crowd, in some cases as over-motivated or over-motivates them to the point where they're playing really good hockey no matter who they are. And uh, the Comets have a tendency to get on their heels at home and grip the sticks a little bit tighter. But they get a day off today. And we were hoping to have Shane Alberani on, but they were doing some things with the team in Can- out in Wichita. Right. And there's sometimes, le- you know, less said is better. And uh, they're getting a chance to do some things here tonight before they take on Wichita Thunder, which we will have right here on 1190 WoWo flagship station. Are you doing that game? Yep, yep. We'll be down the hall on WoWo 1190, our sister station. Uh, it's a puck drop at 8.05 Eastern tomorrow night. That's right, because they're an hour behind. They are. And and I know if I know you're on, then if the flow audio is off, then I can yell at you. <laughs> <laughs> you know who to yell at. <laughs> or Shane. I text Shane oh, yeah. in the middle of the game saying, what the heck's going on? But, hey, comments... Right now, got a chance to move themselves in a great position. They got to get some W's, get some wins together. Yeah. I don't know if they need to make a move here before the tread deadline comes up. I know they're, you know, I do believe they're missing something. Uh, when they lost Cam Wright to Bakersfield real early on, they never really 
got the caliber player to replace him. Not sure that guy's out there. But they did pick up um, a couple guys that I think have been great helps along the way, defensively and offensively. So we'll see if they, the boys can get it rolling here and get it started and rebuild on uh, last night's success. Super Bowl Sunday. We've got everything from commercials and everything that's going on with this. Usher, the, Usher, yeah. the uh, halftime spectacular. You know, I've wa- I've looked at this game on a lot of different levels. You know, I'm a subscriber of the NFL.com page where I get all the video that I want to watch, uh, what we call uh, the wide and end zone, uh, all 22 film. And I've watched both of them. And both defenses are really good. But, you know, San Francisco leads in a lot of different categories. Um, Rush offense is one of them. And then, surprisingly, Purdy's even on top of Mahomes when it comes to all that, which I thought was a little surprising in that regard. Um, I know you've got some lines to fill us in on for tomorrow night or sunday's big game yeah taking a look at some of the lines here for uh sunday's big game we uh san francisco currently the favorite for the game minus two um taking a look at the over under 47 and a half so kind of still surprised that the chiefs are or not the chiefs are not favorited but um vegas sticking with the 49ers it was two and a half at some point so it would seem that uh there's a little bit of money coming in on the chiefs with people probably pouring into vegas over the weekend starting to put some uh, money on the sports books there on patrick mahomes but what do you think about uh san francisco sitting at minus two well i think it started at one and then it's gravitated to as high as two and a half in right. some books i think FanDuel was at two and a half last time i saw it but you know um boy i just find it hard to bet against mahomes Sure. If you're going to take a bet on that. But um, I think the fact that San Francisco can run the football could be a problem for for uh, Kansas City. Um, and they do it. McCaffrey's a phenomenal athlete. Absolutely. Uh, and uh, Purdy's one of those guys that, I mean, he's on a mission. He's proven everybody wrong because he was the last guy taken in the draft. And He's come along and done some great things, rebounding from a you know a pretty bad uh, injury mm-hmm. a year ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think it, in my point, I think you take the Chiefs and the points. I I just I can't. I mean, I just Mahomes is such a difference maker. Yeah, and if Kelsey has the game that he had uh, uh, last week again this week, I mean, he was on fire and. Um, you know, Mahomes likes to find him, and he's the guy that can go up and make, un, you know, plays, and even the contested plays he can go up and make. But uh, I just think that's too much to put out there, and Purdy is just not, in my opinion, there yet. He's close, and the one thing that's hampered him and the 49ers has been, we t- just talked about it, slow starts. Slow starts. 
We'll uh, open the text line to this if you share your thoughts on what will take place on Sunday. Share your Super Bowl thoughts. It's 46862. We'll be sure to get to those in the second hour. Here's a fun fact for you here, Shannon. Patrick Mahomes is 10-1-1 against the spread in his career as an underdog. (laughs) That's crazy. Here's some head-to-head stats for you. Yeah. 28.9, the uh, Niners are uh, averaging points per game. 21.8 for the Chiefs. Um uh, rushing yards 140 to 104 favor of the Niners and passing yards 257 for the Niners 246 for the Chiefs so everything as you look keeps going that way and actually like I said Purdy even leads in the uh take uh, the takeaway category as Mahomes has thrown three more uh, interceptions and I believe the Niners have a plus 11 differential in turnover margin yeah, when it comes down to this game, I think the the biggest factor is actually the Chiefs' defense and their ability to stop, you know, Christian mm-hmm. McCaffrey and 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 Kittle and Kittle and players like that. I think the Chiefs' defense this postseason has has kind of been a little, you know, not shown quite as much love as it maybe mm-hmm. should have been. You know, they held the Dolphins to seven points. Yes, Josh Allen and the Bills to twenty four. You know, maybe a little high there, but then they held Lamar Jackson and the Ravens to mm-hmm. ten points. So Chiefs' defense has been quietly doing their job as well throughout the postseason. Yeah, you can't discount their defense for what they've done to this point coming into the Super Bowl. It hasn't just been always Mahomes doing the fantastic comeback or whatever, but uh, the matchups that we, on, on Sunday that you're going to see, you got Kittle versus Kelsey. Who's yeah. going to be the dominant there? Mahomes versus um, uh, Purdy. Uh, there's a lot of things going on in this ball game. Now, I know that there are... Um, a few injuries that are listed. Uh, I don't know if um, McKinnon has been limited thus far in his practice for the Chiefs. Jones has participated, uh, full participation. He's a nurse in a quad, as mm-hmm. most people are this time of year. Yeah. Kittle's nursing a toe injury, um, and he's been limited thus far. But, you know, guys are banged up. That's why they give him the two weeks. They give him the two weeks here to get themselves kind of semi <laughs> <laughs> a little bit prepared. To, uh, bit, a bit prepared and everything. And right now, uh, win probability is a 54% in favor of the Niners to 45% for the Chiefs. And I've seen a predicted score of 20, 20 to 14. And that's where you get that over under 47, which I think... I, you know, I think it's going to be a close game, and that's why I would lend the under in that right, regard because right. I doubt if it's going to be the 35-30 shootout. But we'll see. we got the text line open to give us your thoughts on the Super Bowl. Nice first hour there as we got it done here on a Friday. We'll be right back with the second hour of the Sports Rush right here on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM.